Welcome, daters, to the, the Yentas. We are three matchmakers. Aliza Ben Shalom. Michal Neistetter. And Danielle Selber. Yenta can carry a negative, gossipy connotation. We are not that. We are love professionals and proud to be Yentas. This is a part of our tradition, our history. We support your search for your person. The three of us met over coffee many years ago and have collaborated and supported each other and our clients ever since. This is your invite to our chat at the virtual coffee shop. Who should you date? Who should you marry? These are the biggest decisions a person can make. You don't have to do it alone. You've got us. Ready? Come on in. Take a seat. Excited to have a guest with us today. Can you introduce yourself to the Yendas? Sure. Hi, my name is Shandy Weiss, and I live in Philly now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm to cut this out. I don't know that's what I'm perfect. supposed to say. So, that's it. Okay. so Shandy, Shandy, when I first um, met you at one of our singles events, I'd never heard your name before. Can you tell us about your name? Sure. I always get questions about my name. It's do so you? weird. Like people, I go into an Uber or wherever I go, people are always like, wait, how do you pronounce your name? What's your name? I'm like, my name is Shane. And then what does it mean? Um, well, I grew up, okay. So I grew up, when I grew up, everybody calls me Shindy, not Shandy. Shandy's my oh. English name. Shindy is like Yiddish, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would say that, I, I don't know what the origin is. Well, the, the, the actual name is Shindle. Shindle. And, um, I don't really like that. Uh, some people call themselves Shandle. That's what uh, I've heard. Shandle I don't roll with <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. For me, I like Shandy. Uh, my grandmother sometimes calls me Shana, but I'm like, stick to Shandy. <laughs> I think you can say like the word shine in Yiddish means like pretty, beautiful, nice, that kind of. Pleasant. That's, why that's you where it comes from, maybe. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so I guess shine, Shandle, I guess you can some. I guess that's where it comes from, but and I can't us, really tell you. Tell us about um, how you grew up and how much Yiddish was a part of it. Sure. I grew up speaking Yiddish. Uh, didn't grow up speaking a lot of English. I mean, we use a lot of English words, like picture, right? We don't use the Yiddish word for picture, which is build. But um, so a lot of the words we use English, like telephone, picture, drive, right? Those are mm -hmm. English words we use. But we still speak primarily Yiddish. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up in a very ultra-Orthodox Jewish community. I grew up Hasidic. I am no longer, I guess, I feel like you can take the Jew out of Williamsburg. You can't take Williamsburg out of the Jew. <laughs> so I still, you know, love the food. I still love a lot of a lot of parts of the Jewish culture that I grew up with. But I don't live the lifestyle anymore. Yeah. How do you so. call someone who left the lifestyle? I mean... I hate the term, but for the most part, people call people who leave the ultra-Orthodox community as OTD, which means of the derech, which means of the path. So you go off the path, derech. Um, I really hate it because I feel like we're always on a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. So what is path? And I feel like, you know, I think that's Aliza, right? The, the matchmaking show. And one of the reasons I really liked it was because you really saw a broad spectrum of 
Judaism. And I wish you mm-hmm. can have Hasidic people, but they don't date. So I don't know if that would work. Mm-hmm. But um, well, Shia was uh, in the not uh, Hasidic, more mm-hmm. not Hasidic. Okay, not Hasidic. Anyway, can you tell us? Because maybe not everybody knows what it means to be Hasidic. Sure. So. Oh, this is really tough. Um, I feel like Hasidish people, there's just a huge range of Hasidish people. So if you think about it, like just how you see, like on the show, you see all different types of Jews. Within Hasidism, you have all different types of Hasidic sects. And within those Hasidic sects, you have all different types of people. So the way I, so I guess for the, the basic way you can say is like, there's a certain way that women dress, there's a certain way that boys or men dress, right? On Shabbat, the guys will wear a strimal. And then the big they wear the curly payas, so the side curls. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what my father wears, uh, goes with, not wears. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So that's the way I grew up. I think they, you know, I think it's a very, it's a community that's not really well understood. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really interesting is a lot of times on Shabbat, when you're in Williamsburg, you'll see all these tour buses, right? Mm-hmm. And they will literally come tour. And some people, some of my family members or friends will be like, oh, what's so interesting? I'm like, you're interesting, okay? <laughs> you're different. <laughs> you can't so you're interesting. And I think um, there's, there is this one person on YouTube. Now, obviously, I'm not going to remember her name. And I feel like she's the only person that I can really say truly captures Hasidic people mm. as their authentic selves and really explains the concepts very well. Mm, but wow. I think for the most part, it's not its not a very well, I don't know. Not well it's understood? Not, yeah, it's not well understood. What is something you want other Jewish people to know about Hasidic people or the community that you came from? I, I don't really like a lot of stuff. That's why I left. <laughs> but I mean, like, what do, what works for you? What what is it that you did love or that you felt connected to? Okay, I think family is something that's really important, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of the key things that people don't realize is like when you have Shabbat. I think one of the key things that the community focuses on is focusing time and family and friends. And I think even though people you know, generally on weekends, spend time with family and friends. I think this is something that's really, that I really value a lot. And I still try to incorporate that. So I'll sometimes host Friday night dinner at my apartment or make sure that I somehow celebrate Shabbat. But whatever it is, I try to do something that is special. I mean, I sometimes cook potato kugel Friday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not always, because it's so hard to just make it for myself, right? (laughs) Um, But I love to make it for other people. And I think, so I I would say some of the food and and the focus on family. Mm. But I I mean, even not Shabbat, I think overall, there's a lot of focus on family. I mean, I'm, this is, I think, very unique, but I'm very close with some of my great aunts. Mm. And I think this is hilarious, because I can't say that many people are close with their great aunts. Um, But yeah, I can have full-on conversations with them. Um, I think some of my cousins or some of my aunts I'm very close to, which I think, like, not everybody has that connection. So I think that's pretty neat. Sounds like we've got family and food and fun all wrapped (laughs) in one with uh, a lot of love. Yes. So... Shandy, this is your first time being filmed, recorded, sharing your story. So let's just honor that for a moment because you are a great example of somebody with uh, chutzpah (laughs) in a good way. We were talking about the word chutzpah, which comes from Yiddish, and I guess it's Hebrew too. For you, what does that mean? 
I think it means that you stand up for something you believe in without caring what other people think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at, the, at least that's how I relate. Uh, it relates to me, right? So a lot of the things I did in my life uh, as a young adult was things that, you know, my family or community was not at first very supportive of, right? And I'm not going to go into too many details, but I think that took a lot of guts. I think it took a lot of chutzpah. I think it took a lot of, you know, uh, inner rebellion and strength that you didn't know that you really had and resilience, right? Because you're going against, you know, things that you were told, okay, you shouldn't do this or don't do this or, you know, what will people think? I'm like, I don't really care what people think. I just want to live the life that I'm happy living. Is it something like nail polish or your hair or something? I mean, I think, oh, well, yes. My family always, (laughs) till today, a lot of my family members will always say, like, straighten your hair. And I'm like, no, I love my curls. Oh, Um, yeah. Yes. I think it's a thing in the community. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's in the world also. I think curly hair is making its way back. Mm. But it hasn't been popular ever, like straight hair. Yeah. I don't know. I still like my curls. Um, I think it's nail polish. I think it's you know, maybe wearing leggings or wearing different things that you're not supposed to wear. I also think like going to college, like I went to college, I went to college, I'm a first generation college student. For the most part, hostility people do not go to college. They don't get a higher education and because they just get married at a very young age. Like, I guess, I guess the average age is between 18 and 21, mm-hmm. right? And so, and then they have a lot of kids and there isn't a focus on higher education. So I think going against that and saying, you know what, I wanna get educated and I don't wanna have kids yet, right? Or I don't wanna get married at 18. Um, and I wanna get married in a way that's a little different, right? So in the Hasidic world, for the most part, how it works, and please, I'm sure you're very familiar with this, but, uh, people will be set up through a matchmaker or a shatchan, but I think it's very different than like a modern shatchan, right? I think it's mm-hmm. more like you don't really date. It, a lot of, and and the person that's actually getting married doesn't really see the boy or the girl uh, before the, fam- the families have both agreed. So it's not, it's the parents that actually make the decision for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and in and a lot you of- have fam- like a, You have like a meeting to confirm, like if you were, really really opposed they would take it into consideration but other than that they're i gonna mean i think how it, it works wait so basically how it works is the parents actually make the decision and once you're already ready to like make l'chaim or you're really serious about this that's when the girl and boy actually meet and usually they meet for maybe an hour or two sometimes they'll meet again a little bit after but for the most part that's when they get engaged after and so unless there's something that like i don't know it's really off right um but for the most part that's how it works right so i think it's it's more of the arranged marriage where there are other people making the decision it's definitely not considered a love match where two people are going to find each other quote fall in love and build a relationship together they are going to be brought together they are going to get married and they will grow in love over the course of their lifetime Hmm. right as matchmakers we can imagine how much beauty there is in that and Mm -hmm. how much pain just like in secular dating you know there's beauty and pain in all of these Mm -hmm forms of arrangement right and I think it's also you know I think it's 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 a very complicated situation right I mean talking for myself my parents are divorced right so you can always go back and say oh well maybe I don't know maybe if things would have been different but at the end of the day this is how the community works right I think for me I just could never see myself 
practically getting married to a stranger. It <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just couldn't do it. And so for me, I was like, you know, I guess part of the chutzpah was like, no, like I need to get to know my person before I actually like marry them, right? Get to know them. What are they like? And I also think it's a little tricky, right? Because you know, leaving the ultra-Orthodox community, you really have to learn who you are as a person, right? You can't just, you know, okay, I'm going to date someone, or okay, like, this is the way I grew up, that's kind of, like, I want someone with the similar values or similar similar lifestyle, right? For me, it's always important, like, if I go out with someone, will they respect my family for who they are? Like, that's Mm -hmm. important to me. My father is who he is. My grandmother is who she is. My brothers are still Hasidish and live in the community. So yes, you got to respect them, right, for who they are, but I still want to live the lifestyle that I'm living. So I think that's a little tricky, right? So you really got to dig deep, find out who you are. And I also think the values are sometimes tough, right? Because growing up, because you're, it's kind of like a, you know, the person is kind of chosen for you, right? As opposed Mm -hmm. to you Hmm. dating other people you're not really taught about the va- I think the values that you would value in a person right is very different than the values that you would have when you start dating other people mm-hmm. right I mean just the things you grow up with is obviously you want someone with good midos right with good a good character that's what you learn I guess that's similar in both but a lot of focus in the ultra orthodox community is put on someone learning right how much can they learn right the Torah and I think for me I want someone who's educated. So, and I don't put so much focus on someone who learns the Torah every day. So I think the things that you value um, or the things you look for are extremely different. Can I ask you something? Uh, would you be open, even though we all don't know you that well, to, to hearing who we envision you with? Oh my gosh, that's really freaky, but yes, sure. <laughs> Did you guys be down wow, to share? Like, you just pull that out of a hat. Yeah. I don't know. I just did you plan this kinda, before? Uh, no, this is a surprise. Sorry, I'm just feeling like a vision. What? You, like, who could you tell see? us your vision, Michali? Tell us. I I'm just, so scared. I just, Shandy, I just see you with someone who is a free thinker, and um, I, I don't, I don't know how much can they learn or something. I don't know. I don't know how to really describe that, but. I think it's going to be someone who can really hold you because you have been through a lot. So I think they need to have um, a high, a really high EQ. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think I've always been a free thinker, right? And I think that's part of like my rebellious side or chutzpahdik side, right? Mm -hmm. It was always like, is this actually what I want? Or is this what other people want me to do, right? So like the little things that I would do, right? I mean, I remember I was friends with this girl and obviously I'm not gonna name names, but you know, we were always talking about, you know, the type of life we wanna live, right? And the type of, um, like, what is it that we wanna do? And I think the funny part is, she she was always, you know, she always succumbed or, or gave in to the peer pressure, right, of, mm. of how to dress and what you mm-hmm. should do and which phone you should carry. So in Hasidic Williamsburg, you, you can't really walk around with a smartphone. You have to have a kosher phone, a flip phone, right? And I never really cared, right? I want to have a smartphone. I want to work. I want to go to school. This is what I want, right? What other people care? I don't care because that's not the life I want, right? And She's married to a Hasidic guy now. And that's really funny. And I think that's what differentiates me from other people. It's not about, you know, leaving a life that's not for you. I think it's living a life that's worth living that you make it work for you. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. And I think that's key. What people need to focus on is 
it, and this is what chutzpah is, right? At the end of the day, I mean, you can use it in a bad way. You can use it in a good way. Yeah. But I also think it's important to make sure that you do it in a way that, you know, you're respectful to the people that helped you get there, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I couldn't have done it without my family, for right. sure not. Right. And I think they're very special because I always say, like, when talking to other friends or people who have left the community, um, I'm not saying Hasidic or Litvish or Yeshivish, I'm talking ultra-Orthodox, that's how I would define it as, is, you know, they have a lot of a hard time of, of, of being able to have a good relationship with their family, right? Because they don't see eye to eye. But I always say, like, it takes two people to make it work, right? It takes two parties to make mm -hmm. it work. And if both people can meet each other halfway, and I still struggle with it to this day. I mean, last night I had, you know, an issue with one of my family members where it was like, you know, I thought I was dressing in a respectful way and they thought I wasn't and it was so hard because I was like but what do you want I'm wearing a skirt I'm wearing leggings I'm wearing long sleeves like what else do you want me to do like I'm not wearing palm tights which is the the regular tights that the and I'm not gonna straighten wear. my hair but <laughs> <laughs> but you know what and I think that was it was really hard for me right because I'm trying to be respectful but are you respecting respecting me for you know sacrificing and not wearing jeans in Williamsburg so I think you know I think you have to both people have to make it work. And I think a lot of right. it is, Lisa, what you do is, you know, and this is something I realized a lot is like when you're dating or you're seeing other people, right, you always have to give and take and it won't mm -hmm. always be equal. Yep. But I think realizing that the other person is trying to make it work or trying to work on it, that's also key. So right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag on to Michal's uh, vision, right? I love your vision and how you started out. Um, with seeing that she's a free thinker and she needs somebody who's a free thinker. But I'm also going to say that I think that you need somebody who has either an understanding, a grounding, a rooting in Judaism, in Torah oh, that's Judaism. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, still yeah. I went next. I'm excited. But, but I think that you you are who you are but like you said you take pieces of how you grew up and it's not like you turned your back on your community and you're done and you're out you said i'm gonna live my authentic life and right. that's gonna include shabbat judaism in the way that i'm doing it but it's not like you said i'm done with god i'm done with judaism and i'm disappearing and i never want to think about that again i think that you have sparks of your Jewish history in you and, and the culture and how you grew up, that if somebody doesn't get that about you, mm -hmm. the free thinker, the free no, everything, you're sure. gonna lose it. It's gonna be a problem. So I think Definitely. we need the free thinker who yes. who totally gets you yeah. with your Judaism yeah. and can connect in a way and be free enough to live the way that you guys need to yeah, live. Yeah, I mean, I, and I definitely can see that. I mean, I had a boyfriend for a while and I think one of the key things where we didn't align was I always loved Judaism, right? Mm -hmm. I was never, I think I was, at some point I was very hurt and upset, right? Because a lot of the way I grew up, it was just not the way I wanted to live it, right? But at the end of the day, I think Judaism is so great. And one of the key things that I always go back to is, at the end of the day, no matter where you go in the world, and you see another Jew, there's an immediate connection, mm -hmm. which I feel like is something special that not everybody gets. Right. right. And it doesn't matter what you look like or who you are. You're Jewish. And that's all that matters. Right. 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 There's an instant bond. There's there's a right. There's something that's there. You're like, oh, are you Jewish? <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Right? yeah. And then you got to play Jewish geography. And, oh, have you had this? Oh, my gosh. Food and... Seriously. And wherever I go, you know, I love to travel. It's always meeting other Jewish people. And right. I think, you know, 
I think it, it we put so much focus on how orthodox are you? How do you define yourself? How religious are you? Are you observant? Are you, like, who cares? You're Jewish. Next. Move on. <laughs> so you know? yes and, but for dating, we right. need you to say, yeah, who cares? But I'm, I'm loving my judaism i'm right. living these parts of my judaism right. no, this for is sure. what's important to me and building a family i don't want you to be too far to the right or too far to the left i need us to be on a similar path because i right. know who i am now and i like who i am and i want a partner that's going to align right. with me so right. danielle we got to lead into your advice and because i stole yours no you, you have... stole it so beautifully <laughs> no I, I do want to hear what you think like who i'd want to who would i what else who i add? would end up with well i was thinking the exact same thing i was like i was thinking you need the free spirit and and you need someone deeply Jewish, like someone for whom the fact that you have done so much thinking about who you are as a person and that this has become a part of your identity, the fact that you have stayed in touch with your family where others might not is part of you now. The history of how you grew up is part of you now. Your right. choices around that are who you are and how you practice, but that is now its own character trait. It's its own big part of Shandy. And so if somebody who both appreciates that, right, they, they love that nuance and everything about you, and perhaps has an element of the, it themselves. It doesn't have to look exactly like your background, obviously. Oh, gosh. But yeah, that would be a lot. <laughs> no. But, but something where perhaps they did make a conscious choice about themselves and their lives and, and, and grew through it and became exactly who they are today from that. That's right. what you need, that kind of depth. That's a nice, unique piece yeah. there. And like I always look for that. I always trajectory. look, do you, when I got with someone, I always look like, do they know who they are? Yeah. Do they know what they want? And I find it really hard to find someone like that because I think, true. it only you takes know, one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but you have to search. I think you're so right. People are on a path searching for who they are. And some people come to it at a younger age and right. some people older. For me, I, I knew who I was. And when I figured out what I wanted, like I came from the opposite end. I came from conservative, Jewish. We didn't grow up with many traditions. And I said, you know, I love this stuff. Shabbat and kosher and dressing modestly and prayer. This sounds good. Okay, I'm in. Let's do this. And and when you start to do things a little bit, then they call you orthodox. You're like, oh, I was just being Jewish. <laughs> like, I why know. do I need a label? <laughs> right. but, okay, okay, you're right. If I want to live in a community with other like-minded people, I should live around orthodox people because right. the community that I was in that was conservative – we couldn't even get a minion on Shabbat. Right. We mm. couldn't get people to participate in their Judaism on a consistent, regular basis. And right. as soon as I ended up in a Shomer Shabbat community where people were observing, I was like, oh, there's my people. We're doing the same things. We have these things in common. Mm -hmm. So right. it's so important, I think, for us to identify who we are, be very right. clear and know. And I think you do need somebody that's really strong of self. She I needs think. somebody with chutzpah. Yeah, you need somebody <laughs> with chutzpah, strong of self, and uh, is clear about who they are where they're at but also a free thinker and open to shifting beliefs as you grow together right yes right which i think is important you know i think one of the things about my journey or the way i am in life is you know i think i'm a very deep thinker and very methodical but i also think it's so important to always learn about other people right if we don't learn and we don't we're not open to unique perspectives it kind of it's kind of it creates this like narrow path and it doesn't let us grow right mm -hmm. both personally and professionally and that's something i always try to do right and it doesn't have to be talking to people who are jewish or not jewish right i think it's just be open to new ideas mm -hmm. right and and you learn something new and you're like oh my gosh like mm -hmm. what's important is be open to 
new adventures, be open to new ideas. Mm. And so we're catching. That's how we grow. Disappearing. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited. I know. You'll find <laughs> exactly disappear. where you're supposed to be. In the universe. I don't know. For. All right. So Arizona, heads up. We are looking for a match in Arizona, a free thinker who is deeply connected to their Judaism. And with that, let's end with a beautiful blessing for Shandy. You are lovely. Thank you. Okay, so, take it away. Okay, so Annalise, a blessing. Shandy, I give you a bracha and a blessing that you should find and meet the right person with the right amount of chutzpah, just the perfect balance, with the right amount of Jews, Judaism, with just that sizzle and pop, and that you should have a beautiful journey together to the chuppah and beyond. Thank you. That's Amen. so beautiful. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for Yenta Ng with us today. Join us for coffee next week. You can find us on Instagram at Elizabeth Shalom, at Michal Matches, or at Danielle Selber. If you want to submit your question, slide into our DMs. 